Okay. So we're going to talk about um, making that big decision on what to grow in your garden this year. So there's a lot of things that we can do to make a decision on what to grow. There's a lot of options and a lot of people might get a little confused or their head might start swimming when they go online or go to the store and start looking for seeds. But we're going to try and help you narrow it down a little bit to maximize your space, your time, your efforts, and, and help you to enjoy what you're growing. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary Backyard Gardens the Movie, a story about two families growing their first gardens in a world that lacks nutrition. I'm your host and director, Ben Neville. I want to remind everybody we're doing a seed giveaway at um, our website, Backyard Gardens the Movie. It's going on until February 14th. And all you got to do to enter is go on the website and enter your email address for our newsletter. And you'll be entered to win 10 packs of seeds from San Diego Seed Company. Uh, They're a homegrown or they are a family run farm in San Diego, California. And they have organic seeds and 120 varieties. And they're actually in the process of doing an Indiegogo campaign to update their seed packets to get instructions and stuff like that on there. Check that out. Um, Just like I said, all you got to do is enter your email address and you'll be entered to win. And what we'll do with that is we'll just send out um, newsletters. Basically, it's going to be tips on how to get your garden going in certain times of the year. Um, We're looking probably to send out about four of those a year for the major seasons, any podcast updates, and of course, updates on our documentary we're filming as well. And just a little update on that. We, um, it's the middle of winter right now, so there's not a whole lot going on. So we're kind of restructuring and trying to figure out where we need to go next and what we need to do. We had a couple issues arise in the last year. So we are kind of taking care of those. I don't want to reveal too much because I want you guys to watch the movie, but it's, um, it's taken a turn. It's very interesting. And I think a lot of people are going to learn um, what our gardeners learned this year in this past year, which is a valuable lesson. So, um, stay tuned for that. And we're going to have a whole episode about the, um, the production of the movie and what's going on with it. Anyways, we are going to talk about what to grow. So we want you to think about first and foremost, is you pick what you want to eat or what you like to eat. So if you like to eat lettuce, then that's a great thing to start with because lettuce is one of the first things you can put in your garden anyways. And you can save a lot of money by growing lettuce and lettuce is a, and I'm just using this as an example, but it's interesting because when it grows, you can grow head or leaf lettuce. And when you grow the uh, leaf lettuce, you can just trim off the leaves all the way around. And as long as the weather stays cool, it won't cause it to bolt, which means go to seed. So that will help you to, um, I'm sorry, I'm doing Instagram live right now and somebody's waving at me. Um, 
So as it grows and it'll bolt when it gets hot, but until then it'll just keep putting out leaves so you can continue to get lettuce all the way around it. But that's just a basic one. A lot of people eat salad and that's a good place to start. But just in general, like take a look around your, look at your grocery list for the year and see what you've bought. Uh, think about your recipes, what you like to grow, and then you can kind of narrow it down from there. So some things will be easier to grow and some things won't be, but that is, you know, that's part of the research part of it. So for us, I have a whole list of things that I like to grow. Um, I have my little notebook here. And if you're watching on Instagram right now, you can see me flipping through it. But um, like for this year, what we're planning to grow um, so far, and this was just a quick note, was eggplants, bell peppers, tomatoes of different varieties, lettuce, spinach, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and sweet potatoes. So that's something that you can do. Um, and those are just the basic things that we like. And kind of feeding into the next part is I never liked eggplants really until I started to grow them. Uh, once I grew them and I got about 20 pounds of eggplants, I learned to like them. And so I like eggplants now. And there's a certain recipe that I like. Uh, and we'll give that out at, at, um, in eggplant season, which is the summertime. But And it basically is an Italian sausage eggplant. It makes eggplants taste like Italian sausage. And it's pretty good. So that's one thing to do is look at, you know, pick what you like to eat. And then you can also do something, um, which we also do, and that is grow what costs the most at the grocery store. So if you go to the grocery store, for instance, um, like our recipe today is going to have, is going to be a butternut squash recipe. Well, butternut squash, if you go to the store, it's like a dollar, maybe a dollar 50 or 70 a pound, but each squash weighs like three, four pounds. So you can grow off one plant. If you do it right, you can probably get four or five squash off that plant. So when that happens, you're automatically saving. So if that's something that you like to eat in the wintertime, then great. Like we had our uh, butternut squash. We, we uh, grew this year and we are just now finishing it up. So, from the summer to now, we still are eating it. And it just sits in the cabinet because it lasts. Same with our sweet potatoes. Our sweet potatoes will last us. We grew those. We harvested them. I believe I harvested them in November, which was a little late. But we'll be eating those until probably end of spring, early summer. And those are expensive, too, because we eat a lot of sweet potatoes. So those are pretty expensive. Um my favorite thing to grow in all of the garden is snow peas. It's four or five ninety nine a pound, and when you grow them, they're the very first thing you put in the ground. You put it in there when it's still cold, and you will get if you have like a trellis, let's say, because they're a trellising plant, and they are. I have a four foot long trellis, and I get about probably eight pounds off of it in it in the spring so eight pounds of it that's forty dollars or what i say 5.99 that's 48 dollars of snow peas that you get and it cost me two dollars and 99 cents to grow it that's an insane savings 
And that's another good way to pick what you want to grow in your garden is based on what, what costs the most. And then you can also do like ease. What's the easiest? I always recommend that beginning gardeners start with herbs. They're really easy to grow and they're instant satisfaction. You get to smell them all the time. You get to cook with them right away and you don't have to buy them at the store. And they can be pretty expensive at the store, but a fresh herb does not match up to a dried herb. So that's a good thing to think about when you're doing your, when you're trying to plant or decide what to plant. And then we have decide what type of garden you want to grow. So meaning, do you want to do an in-ground, a container, raised bed, indoor, or vertical garden? Because that will help limit you as well. So if you're growing uh, a container garden, there's, well, now it's not as bad because there's seeds that are made for containers now that are not made. I guess made's a bad word that are cultivated for or bred i don't know you guys tell me in the comments which one you think um but they're made they're for containers meaning that they won't get as bushy or as big but still produce uh vegetables or fruits for you and if you want to go in ground then you can kind of do whatever you want but if you have let's say you live in a small you have a small backyard and you want to do a two foot by two foot bed just real small, real simple. Well, you couldn't, you, you should not put watermelon in there because it's going to grow to be 30 feet long and take over your whole yard. So that will help limit you as well. And then another thing when you do a uh, in-ground bed or a raised bed, you can get some things to grow vertical. So... Somebody on Instagram is telling me, uh, my, my buddy Sam's telling me they're engineered, which is kind of right. Uh, we're talking about the seeds. It's kind of engineered, but they're not genetically modified. So that's a misnomer that a lot of people think is that when you buy seeds, you're buying, you could buy genetically modified seeds with the Roundup and stuff in it. And that's not really the case. You cannot buy those as a consumer. You have to be a large scale farm to get those, but engineered is probably a good word. Um, and it's just by crossbreeding is how they do it. So you get one big plant that is growing a huge bush and you have another one that's small and you crossbreed them and crossbreed them and crossbreed them until you get the smaller version. But I digress. I was just talking about earlier butternut squash growing it. Well, I grow those vertical vertical what i do is i put a tomato cage on them and as they grow they grow up and then the fruit can hang down and pick so then where they would normally spread i can grow them up and save more space so i can get more in a small area picking your vegetables based on what kind of garden you want to have is a good way to start too and then just do a cost analysis how much are the seeds and the time to get started and all that versus buying a seedling. Because if you're buying seeds, you can get anything you want. You can go online. You can go to a store, whatever you want. But if you're buying seedlings from the store, like starter um, starter packs where the, they're already grown a little bit, now you're limited. So you're limited to 
unless you go to a specialty place, a basic, you know, your basic tomatoes, lettuce, kale, broccoli, cauliflower, zucchini, squash, so on and so forth. You won't get those crazy different kinds of like asparaguses and you can get some sweet potatoes from your average store, but it's better to order them online. You know, your potatoes and stuff like that. Some of those are kind of hard to get in the stores, but by picking that, then it, it'll limit you and you, you can only get what you can look for, which you can find in the store. So that's another good way to kind of narrow down your field on what you want to grow. And I mean, starting seeds is a lot cheaper, but you, there is some startup cost to get started. So getting started would be buying your materials, be it light, soil, pots, whatever. And we're going to break that down in the next, I believe it's the next episode. Yeah, the next episode, we'll kind of break that down a little bit on what you need to start your seeds. But for this one, um, you just want to, you want to think about how much it's going to cost you to get going. If you're just getting started out, I would not start with growing seeds and like starting them indoors. I would just go buy a starter plants and just get used to growing because starting seeds can be tricky. And that's why we're kind of doing this whole series about seed starting and stuff like that to see if we can do it, to see if we can make it easier for you guys, because I'm still learning. Last year was my best year. And I still had a hard time and I've been, I've been trying to grow from seed for, I want to say five years now. It's tricky. And then how much time do you have on your hands? Be it starting your seeds, working in your garden, you know, harvesting, all that stuff. Think about how much time you're willing to give to that. So if you don't have a lot of time, then there's no point in getting getting a a variety or a species of vegetable or fruit for that matter that's going to be very time consuming so for me i have a I make time so that's like gardening is kind of like my hobby it's also my lifestyle but it's also a hobby so what i'll do is like for instance my sweet potatoes well, they're pretty easy. You stick them in the ground and then you wait a couple months and then you pull them up. But then you have stuff like your tomatoes. They're not bad, but they do need a little trimming. They need to be picked. Uh, the more you pick, the more you get. You know, green beans are a good one. So you get a lot of green beans, but you also have to pick them when they start growing. You have to pick them every day. So every day you've got to go out there and you've got to pick your green beans when they start growing or else they just will, they won't stop, but you won't get as much, which is fine if you don't want as much, but that's something to think about when you're doing it. And then same with starting seeds. So starting them inside versus outside versus putting seedlings in the ground. You know, it takes time to start seeds inside and get it ready. So that'll help you narrow down too. If you were trying to decide, should I grow seeds in the house or should I buy starter plants? That will help you too, because they're going to need daily care. They're going to need to be watered. 
there might be a pest that comes up and some people just don't have time for that in the winter and that's totally okay. And then back to kind of what kind of garden you want, but how much space do you have? Let's say you're going to have a garden outside and you're going to do a container garden this time. Well, how many containers are you going to use? Well, let that be your deciding factor to kind of help you narrow it down. When we first started, I moved into a house. When I had my first garden as an adult, I moved into a house and it had a uh, old play. I guess it's a play set with swing set. And underneath was a, a sandbox. It was, it was a really awkward size to have a garden. I think it was like six by six feet. And so since it was already everything underneath it was dead, it was just sand. I took all the sand out, put a box around it, dumped some dirt in it and boom, I had a garden, but it was awkward to get into the middle of it. So I decided on my porch, I would have a container garden and I took five gallon buckets and I, I drilled some holes in the bottom and filled them up with dirt. Well, when the dirt filled up or when the, when the buckets were filled up, I planted them and I started growing food in them and I grew, that was the first year I grew eggplants. I grew those in there and they actually did really well, but we did like zucchini and it didn't do very good in it. So it, it just took up too much room. There, it, there became a point that you could not get off of the back porch easily because of the stuff growing on it. So that was a, a tricky part of it. So your space will help you to decide what you can grow. You know, certain plants won't don't do in tight spaces or they'll take up too much space. So if you only want to grow one type of vegetable, say you just... I'm going to go back to watermelon because it takes up a lot of space. You're just like, all I want is watermelon and that's it. And you've got a small bed, do it up. But if you want watermelon and tomatoes and other stuff, then you have to decide which ones do you want. And then let's say you've been gardening for a while, but, and you eat the same foods. You know, a lot of people, they eat the same foods. They just rotate them different days. So we eat our vegetables by the season for the most part. So as they come in season, we eat certain kinds. And when they go out of season, we eat other kinds. So like I personally love peaches and plums. Those are my favorites, but we don't buy them from another country or another continent. So our, our rule in our house is we only eat what comes from North America. So Canada, Mexico, and America. And right now you're, we're getting peaches from, I think they're from Chile, but we don't eat those because it doesn't fall into our, our little rule. So we go without. So like this time of year, all we're eating for fruits are apples and oranges and maybe a couple of pears. And I can tell you one thing, when it comes to March, I get tired of eating a, an apple, an orange or a pear. But that being said, you can go to grow something and you want to try a new vegetable and it might be hard to find into the store, but it'll grow in the zone that you live in. Then you grow it. You never know. You might have a new favorite vegetable to grow. That's how I fell in love with snow peas. I just wanted to put something in my garden early. And when it came up and I ate it, I was like, this is amazing. And I had read that you can't get them in the house fast enough 
because they taste so good off the vine. And it's completely true. As far as like a raw vegetable goes, it is really good. So, you know, trying something new is a good way to, to get it inspiration to grow a different vegetable. So I'd like to know what your thoughts are about how you decide what you grow and what you eat and how you kind of make that decision and narrow down. You know, when you start writing your list for the year, is it this huge list that has like all this stuff on it? And then you look at your space and you evaluate and then you dwindle down. Or are you one of those rock star gardeners that are like, this is what I want to grow and I'm going to find a way to grow all of it. I'm going to find a spot to grow everything that I want to grow. I'd be interested to see what people think. You can let us know in, um, on our website or on our social media, really in our Instagram or Facebook at, at backyard gardens, the movie uh, we'd love, I'd love to hear what people, how they kind of tackle that question because it can be a difficult one and it's a difficult decision to make at times. So the thing that everybody's been waiting for, I'm sure is our recipe of the day. So since we're in the cold weather and we are going to do, and since we're in the cold weather and butternut squash is known as a fall or a winter, it's a winter squash. We're going to do a winter squash recipe, precisely a stuffed winter squash. So what you do is you take this, um, I don't really know the name of it. So I had it written down at one point. And I lost the recipe, but I remember how to make it. But it's a stuffed butternut squash with mushrooms and onions in it. And what you do is you cut your butternut squash lengthwise. And then you scoop out all of the seeds. And if you grew it, this is a good time to harvest your seeds for next year. But you take it and then you put it face down on a pan. On a baking sheet. Flesh side down with about maybe a half inch of water and it just a little bit to cover the the whole bottom of the pan and you preheat your oven to about 425 and then you bake it for about 20 to 30 minutes. I usually can tell when it's done, when the top of the skin starts to turn a little brown, a little golden, that means it's done. And then you pull it out. And while you're, while it's roasting, you, you make the rest of it, which is mushrooms, of your choosing any kind garlic onions and then some spices so you saute your garlic first and then you add your onions and then you add your mushrooms and you cook them down and then you're going to put a little bit of sage in there some onion powder salt pepper and then i like to put fennel in it little fennel seed kind of gives it that I'm going to say gives it that sausage taste and then you just cook it down for a little bit keep turning it making sure that it doesn't stick to the pan and when it's nice and in the way you like it you know I like mine to be a little a little little harder cooked is how I like it and then when you pull the squash out you flip it over 
and then you scoop out a little bit of the inside, just a little bit. So you can, cause you know, the hole of the, where the seeds were is at the very bottom. So you want to extend that all the way up the squash. And when you do that, you take and you put all of the mixture in. So you should split it. If you're doing one squash, you split it. And I usually use one onion and one packet, one of the small packages of mushrooms. And then you fill it. And then you can put back in the oven, same temperature. And you just want to kind of roast it for maybe 10 minutes or so. Just kind of get it, get it, all the flavors to meld together. And then you pull it out and you eat it. And since we are vegetarian and we were vegan, this is what we eat on Thanksgiving every year. Well, except for this year. But generally, that's what we eat every Thanksgiving or any time in the wintertime where there's like a big meal where family gets together. We'll bring that and eat it. And it's it's delicious. It's really good. And there's all kinds of different. Feel free to add stuff to it. Um, a lot of times what we'll do is uh, I put a little cayenne pepper in there just to give a little kick. I like my food spicy. So we'll do that. Uh, some people have put almonds in it. Uh, I would do the sliced or the slivered, I about said silvered, slivered almonds to give it a little bit of a texture because, you know, a lot of it, it'll be kind of mushy. So that'll help. And then some people even add rice. And a lot of times what I've done is I've also sauteed in some, um, a bunch of spinach. So I'll take handfuls of spinach because, you know, you you put like, you I swear you could put like five pounds of spinach in a, in a frying pan. And end up with like a quarter cup of it when it's done. But we add that into it as well. And so, you know, just kind of play around with it. You can put whatever vegetables you want, but that's the core ingredients. So it's a butternut squash, a mushroom, or a package of mushrooms, one onion, sage, fennel seed, garlic, salt, and pepper. And, oh, rosemary goes in it good too sometimes. So, and by, by changing the spices around, you kind of change the dish around too. So give that a shot and let us know what you like and, um, visit us on Instagram, Facebook and all those fun places. And don't forget about our seed giveaway. We are doing the 10 packets of seeds and it ends on uh, December. Wow. February 14th, 2020. So everybody have a good day. I hope your your year and new decade is going well. And we will see you next time when we talk about what you need to start seeds. Thanks. So if you have any questions or want to know what we've been up to, you can follow us on our social media pages. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Backyard Gardens the Movie. And on Facebook, we also have a group. It's called Backyard Gardens. We have a website, BackyardGardensTheMovie.com. You can sign up there for an email to get updates about production and release dates for our movie. And give us a like and a review on iTunes or in your favorite services because it'll really help us reach more people. Because we want to help everybody learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.